Whack, get out. Get away from me, Steve. Get away from me, Steve. He didn't say a word. Technical foul, Wallace. He's gone. Welcome back to the Technical Foul Podcast. It has been a minute. It's been over a year since our first episode, and we are finally looking to be consistent on our second go-around. Of course, Finahas alongside me, Joffrey. Joffrey, how you been, man? I've been good. I just can't wait to get this podcast going and see where it takes us. Well, the goal is to be consistent. That is what we are planning to do, and today we want to get straight into some conversation topics that we have. The first thing I want to talk about is the all-star voting. So for those of you at home who don't know, All-Star voting is officially out. If I'm not mistaken, at the time of this video going up, the All-Star starters should have been named. We obviously at the time of this recording don't know who the All-Star starters are. We're going to make our predictions. If you don't know how All-Star voting works, if you have an NBA.com account, you can go on NBA.com, you can go on the NBA app and vote for your starters. Of course, they got rid of the Twitter voting and the Google voting because of last year when that K-pop star basically got his K-pop stands coerced to get, his fans to, to vote get for Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins into the All-Star game. Andrew Wiggins, of course, ended up becoming a starter. People didn't like that. And the NBA, I don't think, has ever said that it was because of the Andrew Wiggins situation, but we kind of all know it's because of the Andrew Wiggins situation. Yeah. I'm curious, do you think the NBA made a good decision with removing the all-star voting on Twitter and stuff like that? In my opinion, no, just because, uh, you know, if you want a lot of fans to watch the all-star game, this is kind of the way to go. Um, and intertwine music, intertwine um, artists, anybody of that caliber for uh, to vote. But it, at the same time, I understand where it's coming from because some of the fans might just be like, I'm just voting because... Like you said, this K-pop star told me to vote for Andrew Wiggins. I don't care about watching the All-Star All-Star game. So, yes and no. I like it, but then at the same time, I see why the NBA got rid of it. So the NBA has officially gotten rid of the All-Star voting on Twitter. Of course, they're doing it on NBA.com. We just talked about that. So I want to go through the potential starters that we believe are rightfully deserving of an All-Star start here for the 2023 All-Star game. So as you know, it is two guards and two front courts. I want to start with the East. Now, I want to start with possibly the most difficult matchup, which is that forward position. You have KD, Giannis, Embiid, Tatum. One of them doesn't make the cut. Who do you have not making the cut as a starter? <laughs> Good question. Uh, I'm going to say on a technicality, KD, because he's hurt, and they might just not want him to play in the All-Star. I think he gets it, but he gets replaced. I think uh, Jason Tatum has to start just because of the amazing season he's had. Um, yeah, I'm... I guess on a technicality, KD. I was for the longest time going to say Embiid, but then I think they've won 19 of their last 23 games. I saw some stat along those lines. It just makes it difficult not to vote for Embiid because of how damn good he's been. He's averaging like 30-something points, like some of the best efficiency in the league, 12-plus rebounds. I think you're right. I think KD is the guy that comes off the bench, partly because he's hurt. He's probably going to come in as a reserve just for the sake of the fact that he's or not playing. Or he doesn't play, and then you give that spot to somebody else. And here's the thing. The thing is, you said with uh, uh, Joel, you can also make the case for Giannis. Giannis, is, Giannis has been hurt, but he's also been playing very well. He's come back and played very well. So, yeah, that one's kind of tough. I think Giannis and Embiid have to be in there just because of the fact that they've consistently been in the MVP race basically since, like, what, 2019, 
obviously Tatum is just ascending into that superstardom realm because he's obviously an MVP candidate this year. Yeah. So I think I think you're right. Katie's the guy for both of us most likely that would come off. Yeah. When it comes to the guards, I'm interested to hear your case because I know who my guards are. I think people are going to disagree <clears throat> with me, but I'm interested to see where your heads are. Um, the guards locked in Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving. That's how I'm. I the whole situation with Kyrie and uh, being suspended for five games. I understand. But he came back, did his thing. He's doing his thing right now. Some games he's missed, but uh, locked in Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie. I I think Donovan Mitchell's locked in. My argument would be that Jalen Brown gets in over Kyrie. Partly because I'm a Celtics fan. I'm, I'm biased here. Of course, Celtics, um, one of the best teams in the East. You have two players who are playing phenomenal. Just a year ago, I remember during the beginning of the season we were talking about whether we should trade one of them away split the duo up and now obviously what they've been doing is phenomenal i'm biased to say jalen brown probably more so because he also is a two-way player and i don't think Kyrie is that two-way player of course jalen brown's a phenomenal defender almost every year he's putting himself in all defensive category type of nods so i would argue jalen brown but i'm interested to see whether they give it to Kyrie after that whole debacle at the beginning of the season for lack of a for the western conference i want to start with the guards once again who do you have as your starters let me hear let me hear your uh opinion because i think i have it but i just it's first of all you have to give it to shay shay has to be a starter this year that's just how it is uh the other the other guard position uh i don't know help me out here i i don't so for me I think the lock is Luca as a guard. I think Luca is locked in for the starter. I think the second starter is between Shea and Steph, and it really depends on where you go. I know the Warriors fans are going to be voting for Steph all day long, but the thing is, I'm pretty sure Charles Barkley said this on NBA on TNT. I could be wrong, but he said something along the lines, and this was this made a lot of sense to me. Shea deserves it more, yeah, he did. arguably just because he's never been in that position before. It means more to him. Like, Steph's been an all-star starter how many years now? It's not new to him. For Shea, this would mean a lot to be an all-star starter. As your first year as an all-star, he's blossoming into a superstar. He's a 30-point-per-game score. He makes OKC look competent, which is a tall order for any player in the league to do. So shout-out to him. And I think, personally, I'd give it to Shea, primarily because Steph has already been there. But if someone wants to say Steph, I wouldn't disagree. For me, it's Luka and Shea. Yeah, I, I mean... To piggyback off of that, I, I agree with you. It's just kind of hard because it's like for guys like Shea, like how you said, like they've never been in that position and it's just you want to see them succeed. And he's so rightfully deserved of a, of a all-star selection, but not even that, all-star starting position. So we'll just see how that goes. Um, uh, for the forward position, I was going to ask you, um, I have Zion in there. I don't Maybe a lot of people don't agree, but I, the way that Zion's been dominating – uh, before he had his uh, time management and um, injuries, he's been dominating. So I have Zion as one of my forwards. Who are your other two? LeBron. Okay. And uh, damn, I mm, would have said AD a long time ago, but you know he got injured and he's just been dealing with that. Um, I'm gonna be controversial here. Can I be controversial? I mean, man, this it's technical foul. That's the point of the podcast. For my last forward position, I'm pick. Laurie marketed. Yeah, you're tweaking. I'm not gonna hold you. That is a strong technical foul. That that to me is absurd. Um, LeBron's a lock. Jokic is a lock. The third one for me is between Zion and AD. 
I'm going to give it to AD. And here's my reasoning. This is, again, a biased thing. I've been rooting for AD ever since he's been the Day to Davis like controversy, ever since that nickname has come out. AD, A Disney. Yeah, exactly. I've been basically rooting for him and telling people, like, if he's hooping at his best, he is possibly the best player in the league. People don't want to admit that, but he could be that guy. And for me, just to see him finally play at that level, of course, he's he played yesterday. Um, I believe it was his first game back. So for me, I think if AD was injured, he'd give it to Zion. But I think for, the crazy thing is that you didn't put Jokic in there. They're in a one I, seed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have to erase that. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, yeah. It's 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 locked. It's a uh, LeBron Jokic and eight AD. I think they're gonna watch out because he almost got injured. I don't know if you've seen that half-court shot where he almost twisted his ankle. I think they're going to watch out for that, and I think they're going to give it a Zion. So I, those are my three. I respect that. So not many major differences with us. I think the only differences we've had on the starters, at least, is you said Kyrie as yeah. an Eastern starter guard. I said Jalen Brown. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you just said Zion. I said AD. Um, before we get to the bench players, I do want to talk about who we would have as our bench. I do want to give some love to LeBron. LeBron is... How many games away from passing Kareem? Like maybe five, seven, six, seven, seven, seven games. And, a half, yeah. and seven if I'm not mistaken, you said that <laughs> there's a possibility he's going to play against the Bucks. Yes, is... and that that will be the February 9th. Okay, and I believe you said Kareem would probably be attendance. For yeah, that game? it would make a lot of sense if he was in attendance because he's a Buck Laker. Yeah. Do you think the the NBA is going to do their best to try and script it that way? Is that what? It, it would only make sense for him to be there, especially it's going to be in L.A. It would only make sense for him to be there, for LeBron to break the record, pause the game, like how we had Steph break the uh, shooting record, yeah. and pause the game, and then make a whole celebration for it. So, yeah. I respect that. I think I think they're definitely going to do that. I think the game, you said the game before was OKC, right? If I'm not mistaken. The game before, so that, so that OKC game... If LeBron, let's just say if LeBron were to break the record, would be on a Tuesday, or uh, yes, it would be on a Tuesday and it'd be in L.A. if he were to break that record. But let's just say he doesn't score his usual 20, 20 plus. Yeah. Uh, then that following Thursday, he plays against the Bucks at Crypto Center. and Still feels weird as Crypto.com. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think so. they're going to change it now after the whole crypto crap. They're probably going to get Bro, bring back Staples Center, but... They should have. Yeah. I mean, I'm still calling it Staples Center. Yeah, yeah I call it Staples Center, too. Yeah, I'm yeah. not calling it crypto. Now, with regards to the bench, of course, it's the same thing. Two guards, two front courts, and then there's two wild cards, meaning you can just pick whoever the heck you want. I want to start with the Western Conference. We're going to go there, and then we're going to go East. Who would you say are the two guards on the West that would be your reserves, given that you said Luca and Shea are your starters, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Okay. Um... Then it would have to be. Uh, I'm sorry about that. You want me to give you mine first? I'm because the thing is, I'm gonna like you made a good argument. I'm gonna put Steph as a reserve. only because um, it's gonna ruffle some feathers. Shea has never been in that position to, you know, get her all yeah. star. So, yeah, I'll put Steph as one of my guards. I know it's gonna ruffle some feathers, and it's, yeah, but it's gonna piss off Warriors fans. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I'm expecting one Warrior fan we know. Yeah, to, we definitely know. He's yeah, to <laughs> yeah to that. say something about it. I would argue, would you say Jaws the second guard? Man. I'd make that argument for Jaws. Okay, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Can I ask you something? How what? do you feel about De'Aaron Fox this season? I think De'Aaron Fox is 
hopefully going to be an all-star. You already know how big of a De'Aaron Fox fan I am. I've been on the De'Aaron Fox hype train for a minute. I've been said that if he was in the East, he would have been made some all-star games. I hope this is finally his year because for the first time in his career, for the first time in, what, 16 years, the Kings are relevant and they actually are playing half-decent basketball. I think if they don't give it to him, it's going to be a very shocking situation that he would not make the all-star because I can't I don't think you can name you know three other guards I don't think you can even name two wild cards that you put ahead of him because I know Steph's going to be reserved Ja for sure is going to be reserved Ja's the most electrifying player in the league he has to be there but then it's like for your two wild cards mm. who else would you put outside of him maybe Devin Booker mm. maybe Anthony Edwards but like maybe argue Damian Lillard oh yeah see this is this is Damn. why guys the West is so hard to vote. It's just so hard to vote. Because usually what you have it as is you you'll have Steph as a starter. Yeah. And then you'll have I'm pretty you'll have Luca. Now you'll have Luca for sure as a starter. Yeah. And then you have your forwards because LeBron's there and then A D or whoever else. Jokic for yeah. sure. But then now when it gets to like the level it's at right now where you have young guys like Shea come in, Jaw is always is, is Jaw always going to be a reserve? Like, it, when is he going to be a starter? You He's know? probably going to have to wait until uh, Steph, Steph retires. retires. <laughs> <laughs> that's, really, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's stuff like that where you're like, oh, man, there's too many guards to actually pick from. Because last season it was easier because Dame was hurt and he didn't play most of the season. And uh, but What? Dame has never been a starter? No, he's been. No, I think he had, No, actually. Has he? Let's find out. Um, shoot, we're going to take a quick intermission right now. All right, we're back from our intermission. Um, you're definitely right. Dame has never made an all-star starting role. He's definitely not going to make it this year, which kind of sucks because it's, you know, you'd want him to make an all-star starter. But now that you mention it, damn. Because the thing is, like, here's what I'm thinking about. When it comes to the forwards, it's pretty it's pretty self-explanatory who's going to be the reserves. It's, yeah. It's Sabonis. It's Zion. It's marketing. Those are your reserves. Yeah. I would argue. So I think both of... Strongly on who who you I, I would say Zion starts, but it's almost intertwined. It's those six yeah. though. Yeah. The thing with the guard is, damn. Now that you brought up Dame, holy, because you have Book. I don't think Book might not get in this year. Actually, no. Uh, I don't think so either. Because the Suns should be a lot better than they are, so I think they're going to penalize him on that. I would argue Dame is going to be one of the wild cards, probably, and then. It's probably between Ant, it's between De'Aaron Fox. Are there any other guys in that Western Conference that have a case? Off the top of my head, I think those are the two. I think if I had to build my all-star roster for the West, we did the starters already. The reserves, Stefan Jar, the two guards. Mm -hmm. Zion, um, Markkanen, Sabonis are the front court. Then you'd have Dame, and then you just pick and choose between De'Aaron Fox and, and whoever gets it gets. That would be my, my list. But also... I'm the giving to De'Aaron Fox because, yeah, I'm giving it to De'Aaron Fox because you, you said that uh, Phoenix should be better than what they are and that penalizes Devin Booker. Shouldn't that be the same case for Minnesota? Shouldn't they be a little bit better than what they are? To an extent, but the thing is, I think what makes Minnesota slightly different is that I don't think it's Minis it's Anthony Edwards' fault. I think it's just the fact that the team thought they had something going and then they realized, like, okay – Maybe we didn't build as good of a team as we thought we did. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily his fault. I would argue with the Phoenix Suns, it's a, it's a collective team effort that they're struggling. I think the problem with the Minnesota Timberwolves is that 
Towns and Gobert just don't work to get the problem. That, that too. Well, with Phoenix, we're segueing off a little bit, but yeah. with Phoenix, with Phoenix, you have DeAndre Ayton. He kind of doesn't want to be there at this point. It looks like he just doesn't want to be there. I mean, if the team was basically telling me they didn't want me there either, I'd probably feel some type that, of So, yeah. Yeah, Dame is averaging 30. I didn't even realize that. He's averaging 30 and seven. Yeah, yeah he's See, a, that's what it's tough. It's, it's, <laughs> 46% from the field. 37% well, from three is pretty damn good. I'm sure. glad we're just voting and not one of the coaches where we actually have to put our input into it too. We just vote. Yeah, I mean, That's... this is t- Dame is definitely getting it. It's just it's between Ant and the. I don't think there's anyone else in that conversation outside. Of I Ant say give it to De'Aaron Fox. I'm not. I'm I, gonna, I, I yeah. agree. With you. So with the East, I hope the East is going to be a little more difficult. But then again, <clears throat> so we could both agree that for you, since you said Kyrie is a starter, Jalen Brown's a reserve guard, right? Yes, we can agree on that. Yes. Who would be that other guard? For me, obviously, Kyrie would be my reserve since I said Jalen Brown was my starter. I think I'm going to go Trey Young. I think I'm going to go Trey Young. Even with the down, his down year is still amazing, though. That's a yeah. crazy thing. I mean, last time when I was checking, I'm just going to go off of voting stats. Last time when I was checking, he was probably fifth. See, the thing is, I would have gave it to Tyrese Halliburton, and I know a lot of people would have said no, but I think I'll, if Trey didn't have his down year that you're that um <clears throat> he's having right now even with playing with DeJounte Murray which I have a strong opinion about that but we'll get to that later um I think I would have I would have went with Tyrese Halliburton but Trey Young is my lock the main thing with Trey Young that's really holding him back as I'm looking at his percentages right now he's 31 percent 30 about 32 percent from three which you wouldn't expect from a shooter like him. I think that's the one thing that holds him back. He's still averaging 27 and his assists are. I think 27 and 7? 27 and 10. 9.9. We'll round it up. It's just the efficiency's down. I think that's the thing that's holding him back is that his three-point shooting's at the lowest of his career. Well, here's the thing. Playing with DeJounte Murray, does that that affects him in a way because— 100%. Yeah, so, like, he passed—obviously, he's a great point guard. Yeah. Uh, pass first point guard. Um, hold on, timeout. He's a he low key is. It's because it puts it in an awkward position when you when you have Dejounte Murray as like okay, you're technically the one. Your natural position is the one, but we put you at the guard, and technically we can hide Trey. Young I think they defense. just put him at the two because he's taller. Yeah, and they can hide Trey Young around bad defenses. And that it, that's kind of I think that was the reasoning behind the trade was that if we get someone like Dejounte, then you know I mean we don't have to worry about. Really horrible defense and things DeJounte like that. was an all star last year, too. He was, yeah. I don't think, well, he's not making it this year. No, he's not, definitely forbid. not, but yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's between Trey Young. Do we give it to Darius Garland with how good they've been? I want to. I have to look up his averages. It's been a minute. I want to. He's had, he had two, maybe two plus. I don't, I don't remember. Uh, that one game he had 62, I believe, or 61. Excuse um, the team that he was playing against. Okay, he's averaging he's averaging twenty one and eight, and his field goal he's below forty percent from field. So yeah, I, I don't I don't see. Uh, he's not gonna make it over Trey Young. I don't think he is. Yeah, no. I think it's Trey Young. I think Tyrese probably is gonna be one of those wild cards potentially. Pro- most likely, I would argue that's probably the case. Well, I mean, Tyrese is, has he came back from his injury? Actually, I think he did. Yeah, he should be. Oh, what the heck? It's Darius Garland's birthday as we're recording this video. Shout out to him. Happy birthday, Darius Garland. You're now 23 years old. It's crazy that he's younger than me. Hella weird. I'm not going to Because, like, every time, like, I'm at that point of watching basketball where it's like, it feels weird because they're, like, they're younger than me. They're, like, I'm watching players <laughs> hoop, 
And I'm like, damn, what am I doing with my life? Like, Ty, like dog, Tyrese Halliburton's 22. I feel hella old. I'm like, damn, this dude's a freaking all-star, and I'm, I don't even know what I'm up. Shout out to him, though. Yeah, Tyrese, um, I believe he's already come back from his injury. I'm checking right now at the time. Oh, no, he is not. He's not back yet. So, yeah, so uh, yeah see, so it may, it's easy case right there. So. It's Trey Young. Trey Young, yeah. yeah. Trey Young. Forward is going to be more interesting. KD, reserve. Do you give it DeMar? Would you argue DeMar gets in? Because DeMar is low-key still hooping. Yeah. And in case you don't know, I have, I'm a huge yeah, but DeMar then, fan. So. Yeah, but before, excuse me, before we um, we said KD was going to, uh, he's still hurt. He's not going to, so. Oh, yeah. So there's three open positions for that forward position. Pascal, I think gets in. You can, you can make that case. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Pascal. I have no idea what Jimmy Butler's numbers is. I'm the Heat are just one of those teams that I've never cared to watch. I don't know what it is. They're just one of those teams that like every time they're on, it's like they're a good enough team to where I should be watching them. But I'm like, do I really want to watch them now on national television? Honestly, I'd rather watch somebody. So Jimmy, Jimmy probably gets in. I think Demar definitely is going to get in. I would be sick if he doesn't. Now, mm. you guys should know I'm a big Demar guy. We forgot. We forgot. Uh, did we put Jason Tatum as our starter? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay. All right. Just yeah. make sure. Demar, Pascal, are definitely in. If KD's available, KD gets in as the forward. But if KD isn't available, who fills out that other position? Uh, Maybe Julius Randle. Julius Randle's been hooping, mm. and I have him on my fantasy team. I know because Julius Randle, I have. Um, who's out for me right now? I have Carlanthi Towns. I have Brandon Ingram, who finally came back after Lord knows how long. Julius Randle's keeping my season. He's averaging. 24 and a half and 10 and 11 rebounds, 46% from the field. It's tough to go against that. I think he's, I think he is the guy that gets in under the assumption. Okay. Because uh, I was trying to pay attention to the voting. You said Siakam. I you think Siakam gets in. You said Julius Randle. Yes. Okay. And DeMar. How about this? Kristaps Versingis. Wait. I, I was shocked because I thought I would see his name here and I don't see it. Um, on the All Star voting? On. Uh, the NBA app, an article that was written. Yeah, I mean, by, I don't uh, think he's getting in. Michael C. Wright. Um, I thought I was gonna see Kyle Kuzma's name. Kyle Kuzma's interesting. Man. Now Kuzma's a bucket, but Kuzma's also a shot chucker. Like we gotta admit, Kuzma takes a lot of crazy shots. Now I will say, I was watching a Wizards game recently, and he's underrated. Like he can get a bucket, and he's also a good playmaker. When he wants to pass, he can make the right pass. But it's just it's tough for Kuzma because it's like, am I really gonna give it to him? Over a guy like Demar, over a guy like Julius Randle, over a guy like KD, over a guy like Pascal, I don't think you can make that case. I think it's just, but you could make an argument he's in the wild cards. I don't even know who you who would you put in the wild cards. Is Jimmy Butler in there? Do you think Bam has a case as an All Star this year? You think? I don't think. Obviously, I don't think Chris Milton. Chris Milton has played like how many games? Three, four games. It feels like. It feels like he hasn't played the whole year essentially. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, My three is Siakam, Siakam, DeRozan, and KD. If KD is unavailable, Julius Randle gets. So uh, Siakam, possibly Julius Randle, and I think I think I'm gonna go Kristaps. Okay. If KD is available, who's not getting that forward spot then? Kristaps. Okay. So Kristaps is your guy, assuming KD is not available. Assuming KD is healthy to play the. the so is Demar going to be your wild card? Is that where you're going with this, or no? Or is he not start uh, all star at all? Demar's averaging, I want to say, twenty six on fifty percent shooting. So I would. Oh argue. man. Um. 
Yeah, Demar. Demar has to be my wild. Uh, that means Julius. I'll put Julius Randall as my wild card. I'll put Demar in. Okay, I respect that. That's probably what I would do as well. So, let's assume that KD isn't available to play. Who's the last wild card for you? I can't even think of wild card. I would argue wild Tyrese. card Ford. No, wild cards can be any position. Oh yeah. So Julius Randall's one of them for you, and then you have one more player. You could just take anybody you. Want. I think. For mm. me, I can't even think of wild cards. I don't know if I want to give Wait, it to Chris. did you put Tyrese in your reserves? I think if Tyrese is healthy, he gets in. Oh, you mean my reserve point, uh, my guards? Yeah. No, I want to say I gave, uh, I said Jalen Brown and, uh, not Jalen. Kyrie, Kyrie and Irving. Trey. I gave uh, it to Kyrie Trey. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Tyrese if he comes. Mm, if he comes back? Yeah. Dang, this is kind of hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Tyrese is tough because Tyrese is such a good playmaker. He might be the best. He, no, he's not the best. But he's up there. He's making the case. He made. He made. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so it's crazy to see. Uh, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for De'Aaron Fox and for him because they weren't going to work together, and I'm glad they're both successful on their own teams. Good for Tyrese. Great for De'Aaron Fox. I'm happy that that trade went. Yeah, I'm just I'm just going to put it to uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese? Yeah. Okay. I'd go Tyrese probably. I don't know. Am I really going to give it to Chris Tops? I think, yeah, probably. Would you potentially give it to Bradley? Maybe. Would you potentially give it to Paolo? Paolo's having a rookie season. He's basically hooping like an all-star. No, it's always that It's always that unspoken rule where a rookie can't be an all-star. And it almost happened with Luka. I don't know if you remember that year where Luka was close in the all-star voting and they were like, nah, you didn't make the cut. At all. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You are right about that. I Yeah, because the only guy that's made an all-star, Kobe, I think, made an all-star as a rookie, right? I want to say he did. I think it was on Magic made an All Star. That would yeah, I would assume so. Which is different than the NFL because the NFL is like if you're if you're balling, we'll just give you the All Star or we'll give you the Pro Bowl. There's no reason not to give it. Yeah, to but you. the but that's the but Pro Bowl is it's not the know, same though. I would argue, yeah, I would say Tyrese, maybe Dejounte, maybe Bradley Beal. I'll you know what I'll agree with you on Kristaps just because I don't have any like full blown thought process on who my other guy would be. I'll just so we basically have the same list. It looks like. Yeah, that that is interesting that you really brought that up. I didn't think about that. Banchero being an all star. He has a case. He has a case. It's just are they I don't think they're gonna give it to him. No, obviously. Because not. Like, but it's interesting. It's interesting thought for sure. So I wanna also talk about the live draft. That's another thing I wanna get to. So uh for the first time ever, the NBA is gonna do the draft um like right before the game. Yeah. I think it's like an hour before the game. Or it might be like 20 minutes before. It's basically like pick up basketball. They're just going to pick up the players right then and there. Yeah. What's your thought process on that? Don't know, but I have an interesting take on it. I think okay. I think this creates more rivals because it's going to make it more interesting because somebody's going to feel some type of way if you didn't pick them up. Um, or if you, if you pick somebody last, and let's say you play that team in the playoffs, it adds a little fire like, oh, you picked me last for the All-Star game. Yeah. So I think it... I want I want to put a little spin on it. I if if I was writing this, I would script it like that. Like, oh, he picked you last for the All Star game. You should feel some type of way. Go take that and run into the playoffs if you ever play him. Oh, imagine if Ernie Johnson was here just instigating. Yeah, just trying to instigate everything. Yeah, that would actually be hilarious. They should do that. They should get like Chuck and Shaq to instigate and start rivalries. Right. I mean, then they and tr- there. they try to do that with the starters. They did. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, oh, I forgot James Harden and I yeah, think, he's like, you're not going to pick James mm-hmm. Harden. And I forgot, oh, I forgot what Giannis said. And then I remember LeBron said something about, like, who goes to, who, like, watches Utah or who plays with Utah, and that's why Donovan Mitchell and them. That's I remember that. 
I would argue, I think it's a good idea just because, like, it makes it feel more pickup-like. Because this is kind of like, this is not like, no one's actually trying. No, they're just so, having fun. Exactly. So I feel like it's more interesting to have it as a pickup game. You you don't know who's going to be on which team. It's not like we have a week to prepare. It's basically, they just have to figure it out as soon as they get there. Pretty much. I think it's a good idea. I agree. I, I think it's a good idea. Now, the other thing with the All-Star game is, of course, the scoring is probably going to be through the roof. 160 points, 70, 170 probably, I would assume, is going to be like the score. Now, the thing that makes that interesting is at one point, when you score 160 points, that was considered like crazy. Like you really just put up 160 points in the game. Now it feels normal. Because I remember, I think it was Monday, there was a team that put up 127. If I'm, one of, if I'm not mistaken, a team put up 130. Both teams lost. And I was like, 127 is insane, and you lose, which is just wild to me. Do you feel like scoring is just too easy now? Like, it just feels like people aren't playing defense? You think it's, what do you think is the reason that scoring has exploded? You said that scoring is too easy. Did you hear what Luca said about it? No, I haven't. What did he say? He said that uh, in the NBA, scoring is... He said that? He said that. Um, quote the, the... Was it on the J.J. Reddick podcast? The old man? Was it? I'm Maybe, sure. I don't know. Because uh, I know he was on there, and they had a little conversation about like how Luka gets his bucket. The thing that makes it difficult is that... I know Rick Barry. I just saw a Rick Barry quote. Yeah, so... I'm right. sorry to cut you off. Last year, Luka was quoted as saying, scoring 30 points in the EuroLeague... Um, is more is harder than it is in an NBA game, a hundred percent. I'm just saying this, which makes sense. It was on the JJ uh, podcast. I think it, yeah, he might be right. It is the rule because you get away with more carries, you get away with more travels. Rick Barry said some about um. Well, they're trying to crack down on that. I, I don't know have you if you've seen Luca got a, Luca yeah. carried, yeah, got yeah, called, yeah. did it again. They didn't call it. Made the step back three. And then he mocked the ref for calling the carry. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It was all over Instagram, I remember. Yeah. The thing about it is, like, as an NBA fan, I understand that the game evolves. But you've watched basketball longer than I have. Do you feel like the game's gone out of hand with how much players can travel or carry or whatever? You know, I mean, violation? that was a, un, that was a, that was a rule that everybody knew in the NBA. I, don't, I think it was when James Harden started to perfect the Eurostep that a lot of people saw, like, a bunch of traveling being done and they were like yo no one really cared and no one spoke about it unless it was a basket unless it was an nba legend like rick barry or like one um kareem of that stature saying you know this is not the game we used to and the rules are not really enforced i mean if people if that's what this generation likes to watch it's it's just i don't think you can argue with it i know they're trying to implement more travel calls and more carry calls but you can't you can't try to rewrite something that's already is going on. I respect that. So it's just it is what it is. It is what it is indeed, Joffrey. Before we end the podcast, of course, this is technical foul. So we have to go a little <laughs> crazy with the hot takes. We each have a hot take here in our heads. And of course you're gonna let us know whether you think we should be teed up. I'll let you know whether you should be teed up for your hot take, vice versa. Joffrey, what is your hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. I think every some people can agree with me, but I think uh, I think that's it for LeBron. I think he breaks the scoring record, and I think he retires this season. I don't think he plays with his kid. I don't think he has it in him anymore. I mean, he's averaging thirty. Are you sure about that? I think mentally he's not. He just doesn't have it in. I, I you could only do so much with such a bad team that you're just done. 
So his his son is a senior though, right? His yeah, his son is a senior. He became a McDonald's All Star, which yep. is re- I saw that the McDonald's All American. Impossible team. to reach him for recruiters, which is crazy. Didn't realize how bad. Would... I didn't realize that everything like that goes into effect, especially for somebody in his like stature with his yeah, dad yeah. being LeBron James. How difficult it is to try to reach a kid and ask him to come play for your high school or college. I mean, it's because he's LeBron James, Bronny James Jr. But I think the other reason is because, like, I remember when he was, like, I think he was 13 when he was getting college offers. And Ron said some along the lines of, like, Let him. like it shouldn't be allowed. Like, yeah. they, shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed to recruit my son at 13 or whatever. So I think he might be a little stringent based off of that. He might go, shoot, if he goes to the G League Ignite, that'd be amazing. Imagine that. Brody. We'll see LeBron uh, course I see so almost every single game. Yeah, pretty in much. LA? It's not hey, it's not yeah. a crazy take. LeBron, look, man, if you're watching this, you know, you might not be listening to this podcast. Look, take your son over to the G League Ignite, man. We got a great coach out here. You know, he wants to develop, man. Your son will be phenomenal as a G League Ignite member. I can and it helps that. us too if we can get your son on the podcast and maybe you, LeBron. Uh, if that ever that's happened. the hottest take of the day. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> that's the hottest take of the day. My hot take, this is one that I've been saying for a while. I said this uh, a couple days ago to a couple friends of mine. I wholeheartedly believe, as long as I've been an NBA fan, Bradley Beal is the most underrated player I've ever watched. He does not get the love. He had, what, two 30-point-per-game seasons on great efficiency. I don't think anyone – If look, let me just put it this way. If I said right now Bradley Beal averaged 30 points per game in a season, I don't think anyone would even believe me. But you look it up. He got two of those things. I understand that Bradley Beal maybe needs another guy to get him to the playoffs because he is such a scorer, but people don't talk about him enough. People really don't give him his love. I'll put it this way. Bradley Beal, as crazy as it's going to sound, because I'm a man of crazy hot takes, I think let Bradley Beal have a deep playoff run at least once in his career. He makes a case for the Hall of Fame. Hooping the way he is, he got a case. Technical foul. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I knew, Underrated. There's not many guys. He did He did it. The thing is, he did it to himself. He could have went to the Lakers. He could have, but, you know, the money is there. Why not? I understand, but it's like Damian Lillard does similar things to him, and Dame, I think, gets all the love that he deserves. I think Bradley just doesn't get the love because he plays in Washington. You know what I mean? And nobody's trying to watch the Washington Wizards because they're just always mediocre. They've. I don't think they made the playoffs since John Wall left. I could be wrong on Oh, no, they did. They did with Russell Westbrook. They and yeah. then, what, did they get swept? I think they I think got they gentlemen got swept. The... No, they made it to the playoffs. They, they got gentlemen the... swept. I don't think the play uh, the playing was a thing at that. Or was it? No, it was. It was a thing. Damn. Oh, no, they made it out the playoff. They made it out the play in, and they got gentlemen swept, I think, by the Um, But I would argue Bradley Beal. In terms of guys that don't get the love they deserve, I think he's up there. With I'm, I'm to Mellows. I think he's just starting to do it for the— I think he's going down that slippery slope of how Carmelo just was doing every— playing basketball for money and then it kind of dawned on Carmelo later in his career where he's like I think I made a big mistake yeah they could, I'm pretty sure he could have went to Chicago right he could have went to Chicago uh, he could have went to Chicago with a, a decent Derrick Rose I think this was before this was before his second injury I believe a Jimmy no, Butler this is, this is before that no it was it it was Car- the because that year he tore his ACL I don't think that was then he tore no. his ACL when Melo was already in New yeah, and then Melo was going to go Oh, to, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, I'm so, tweaking. Yeah. So that was 2012 when he tore his ACL. You think he's he's like Melo? I think he falls in that trap of... It's, it, there's nothing wrong... Look, there's nothing wrong with chasing money. However, 
it's on you as a person if you want to leave a legacy. So if you if you are over here saying, I want my legacy to be remembered, okay, yeah, it's going to be remembered in Washington. It's not going to be remembered in the NBA. Nobody really cares. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's it's up to him at that point. I just feel like he's he set himself in that trap where he's just going to go for money. Hey, man, I mean, if you could make a generational bag that could basically set your entire bloodline up for life, I mean, shoot. Yeah, there's nothing it's wrong with it. that. Yeah, there's Maybe nothing wrong with that. that. But with all that being said, of course, that means this episode has to come to an end. Wherever you listen to this podcast, let us know how you liked it. Of course, we're going to be promoting this as much as we can. We're going to try and be as consistent as possible. The goal is to be at least once or twice a week in the studio, get an episode out as consistently as possible. Of course, the All-Star Starters, as we mentioned, is going to be given out before this episode comes out. So forgive us for doing that as the All-Star Starters are being revealed. But with that being said, you have anything you want to say? You, you're very close to the mic. I, I was gonna, I was just gonna make a weird noise. I just want to say it's great to be back in the studio with you, Fanas. Uh, long overdue. Long, long overdue. overdue. Uh, if anybody has been following us since the beginning of our journey, we used to have uh, Solomon here. Solomon ended up leaving. Went to go get a nice paying job somewhere else. So it's now just me and Fanas. Glad to be back. Like he said, we're going to be as consistent as possible. And who knows? We might even have some special guests later on. In, in Hopefully, our- if we get to that point, man. But with that only, you know, that takes time. And that's something that we're trying to build Consistency up. is key. And consistency will be key. We'll be back with another episode soon. But for all of you who are able to tune in, thank you so much. We Peace. really appreciate it.